Hey. Uh, okay. Uh, huh. That was the really weird. You're about to hear, yeah, the episode you're about to hear, or the one that we just recorded, was supposed to be uh, a pilot for our new show, tentatively named... Uh, extra... Extended... Oh, yeah. Extra ex- Tangent? Ex- extended Tangent. Extended ta- Extra Tangent? I don't even know if it's going to yeah. be a show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't even know if it's going to be a separate show. It just might end up in Bodega Nights. Uh, either way, uh, that was supposed, that was show is supposed to be, uh, fillers for Mondays because we do third world Linux every two weeks. So in between weeks, we were planning like what a show. But what happened was we ended up talking about Linux anyway. <laughs> some yeah, of like it, the some first like 15, 20 minutes was like, Oh, yeah. a little bit of Linux. And then we started getting off tangent. So, um, yeah. Um, when you hear the names, uh, Hayao Miyazaki and uh, Satoru Iwata, you could, if, and if you're just there for the Linux, you could tune out from there. If not, then, uh, enjoy the conversation. Hi! Hey! <laughs> Extra tangent section. Yep. Uh, if you made it this far, what the hell are you doing? Um, if you made it this far, well, uh, what's your line? I'm Jao. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you made this part. This is the extra tangent section or podcast. Yeah. Which is. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not sure. Yeah. We could we could we could use this as like a backdoor pilot on the third world Linux feed, or if our off tangents get long, we can put it in the Monday in between third world Linux episodes on the third world Linux show and have like a separate feed. Or put it on Bodega Nights. I don't know. Uh, I say put it on Bodega Nights. Alright. Just to consolidate everything. Yeah, so so like the extra tangent from last week. Oh man, put an explicit tag on Bodega Nights now. <laughs> we have to? Well, I, I don't know, because like the one from last week was like... The... Oh yeah, we were cursing like <laughs> sailors. Yeah, man, the off-tangent from last week that went really long that I'm not exactly comfortable releasing on Third World Linux. <laughs> And we can shorten that, like a short part, I guess. Yeah. Like, for more of um, this shenanigans and tomfoolery, head on to Bodega Nights. Like, cross-promotion. Like, yeah. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking of putting this on the Third World Linux feed, though. At, at least this one in particular. Uh, at least this one, just to introduce, like, just to introduce our audiences to that we have the other thing we do. And but, even so, I actually might push in some uh, third world D stuff. Because, like, um, Linuxy stuff. Just oh, a little man. bit. Just a little, little bit. <laughs> wait, wait, I want to talk about it now. Man, if, if, we're gonna weeks, go, if we're gonna go third world Linux, dude, might as well read the email that we got. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But, like, I just want to talk about this now because we're just gonna offshoot from this anyway. Alright. Whether or not this will be... Because, I guess, I, I want to save that email for next week for an actual episode. Okay. But I want this to be a, like a talking point, if you get my drift. I guess. I'll figure it out. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, Flash. Yeah, man. The killing Flash. Flash. The killing Flash. Yeah, finally. Like, Flash should die a horrible, yeah. nasty death. I don't care what John says. <laughs> Who's John? Oh, yeah. Um, There's only a little segment of the world who still uses Flash, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Like, corporations still use those for their internal... Email, no, not internal email, internal chat services and whatnot. Uh, but then again, just use Viber or something. Yeah, well, uh, what's, what's it? 
uh live streaming it's like a lot of a lot of live streaming software is still sort of wrapped around flash so there's that like there isn't a good open source alternative just yet yeah that that's that is where my um apprehension comes in but then again you know that might push it as the challenge come up with fast stuff first before you actually kill this baby off yeah yeah. Okay, I, th- I thought we were going to have another third world internet moment where we'd have to go monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's weird, because uh, I guess I'm being sentimental with Flash, that's it. <laughs> like, I don't want it to go, but you're too bloated and useless and hogging, sp- and hogging like performance. And really vulnerable, as it turns out, right? Like- <laughs> really vulnerable, yeah. It's a... Um, <laughs> It's really used as a backdoor from, like, most of the time. It's being used as a backdoor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, Flash in Java, dude. Flash in Java. So, um, yeah. So, um, HTML5 all, all the way. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and so, I actually really like how, like, Flash... You do know why it's happening, though, right? Like, because... Uh, not really. <laughs> so, there was, like, this huge vulnerability in Flash. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, all of the... um source code not all this but but like and and the vulnerability was disclosed right so okay with this vulnerable with big vulnerability being disclosed um all of a sudden firefox uh chromium chrome chrome maybe i'm not sure but they all started turning flash off by default and so you know flash is like (laughs) so so like this this whole thing has its uh what do you call it it has its roots in Flash being of flash. well, flash yeah. being vulnerable more or less. So rather than being useless, well, not even I wouldn't say it's useless, but it's just really vulnerable. Yeah, like someone's love, <laughs> <laughs> emotions and feelings. Yeah. All we know is uh, everybody is a soldier of love, and we're here to fight hate <laughs> and fight, anger. Fight, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, we're hate, going to fight uh, hate, anger with mercy and compassion. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 we're wait. So how is it? Com- I lost my joke. <laughs> I lost my joke. So never mind. <laughs> I was supposed to say something witty, but like uh, like always. But it uh, ended up it's slowly going the way of flash. Something shitty. Ha ha ha. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, slowly going out the way of flash. Well, you know. Hmm. Well, since since we're going uh since we're going like fairly Linuxy or open sourcey or yeah. tech or whatever, fanboy yeah. moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> fanboy moment. I know, I know, I know. Because you, you you told me about that podcast even before, like you you listened to. Oh yeah, this like Linux uh, every day. Uh, not everyday Linux. <laughs> Linux um, for the rest of us. Yeah, Linux for the rest of us. Yeah, it's one of the things I listened to, and then you're like, hey man. <laughs> But like, no, it's nice to get a shout out from those who you admire. Yeah, man, it's like uh, it's of, of the of the of the Linux podcasts out there. Like, two of my favorites are Linux for the rest of us and Everyday Linux because they're like really casual. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it, it informs a lot of um, it informs a lot of how I personally handle the show, like Third World Linux. Yeah, right? very, yeah, very we casual. Try to be very, very like, you know. yeah, very casual oriented, very everyday people stuff <laughs> but then the name everyday linux was taken 
but not really because uh our context really is we're here in this world struggling with our internet thus we have the things like radio norm and ag's power minute <laughs> what was it though Which yeah, find we, some, we got we got a minute oh uh, we, got, we got an email and i'll, I'll read it out next week but yes, yeah i knew the do. email from please like do. this dude it's like, hey, uh, you were mentioned on Linux for the rest of us. I was like, what? No way. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. Like, ex- extended like seven U's. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really like, wow. <laughs> Wait, did you reply? I, I, I didn't reply, huh? Did you reply? Uh, rest assured, because he asked us if you're going to do a review of uh, Peppermint, and if you've been a long-time listener of the show, Peppermint is one of my favorite OSs. OS, OSI. Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> operating systems. Uh, and yeah, I haven't got word of anything new from... Like, we haven't checked Peppermint in a long time. It's going to be nice and refreshing, but the challenge actually fish for me for this case is that... um. Peppermint, oh, uh, I'm just gonna run it through my netbook because I don't have a desktop. Cause last time I used it was through the desktop. Yeah, well, it's, it's, um, it's designed specifically for, like, low-powered hardware, so it should fit right in. Yeah, which, I don't think it's gonna be a challenge, but initial impressions is, uh, I haven't tried it, I, uh, but, like, f- again, based on, I don't wanna call it marketing or branding, but based on their messaging on the websites, like, yeah, this is, this could be something for everyone. It's easier, like, um, there's now, a note, I noticed that there's a growing number of those types of operating systems, for uh, Linux operating systems, uh, that share that we want to be used by everyone. We try to keep it as simple as possible. We want to eliminate that stereotype that you have to be uber nerd or have lead hacks or skills just to use Linux. Because um, it's pretty much the same as Linux Lite. That's the same philosophy. Yeah. And I'm enjoying yeah. Linux Lite. Right now, as I am recording this through Audacity, is my Linux Lite netbook. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the, I'm excited because I like peppermint. So you know. So so after we do the uh, what's it what, what what do we call it after we do the podcatchers for Android or Android yeah uh, we will look into that I guess yeah because uh spoiler alert for that uh, podcasters podcatchers for Android I am not having fun. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been using like on um, on Android. I use Stitcher. Uh, it's uh, I haven't tried Stitcher bad, yet. It's it's because you only told me about that like today, this morning. And I was like, I thought it was just for uh, online radio, and then they're like, Oh no, you could weave podcasts. And I'm like, Okay, I'll check that out. But one of my requirements is to, is to have it has to be uh, free and open source the podcatcher. And uh, uh, as yeah. it stands, I only have three because so I tried using like. You know, when you go Google, uh, when you search in DuckDuckGo or Google, um, like top podcatchers for Android, you have your, those famous stuff. I, I want to leave them unnamed. Um, but all of them are so bloated. <laughs> and I have a Galaxy Tab 3, courtesy of our friend. Uh, has he appeared in Bodega Nights? Uh, yeah, dude, we did, Comics? uh, yeah, Comics? yeah, comic books. We talked about comic books and comic book movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, it's his, it's his netbook, uh, net that book, it's, it's his, uh, Samsung Tab 3, which is, uh, Tab 3 is like, it's been out for, since 012. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, know, I mean, it's, it's Tab 4 right now, I think, but still, it's, it's, it's not up to par now with, uh, the speeds of the top of the lines, of course, like, 
even sometimes simple tablet usage, it's quite slow, but you know, uh, it works. And and he's not using it anymore, so he lent it to me. And uh, using those, like using using some of those apps, I, I almost called them programs. Using some <laughs> of those apps, <laughs> like why is everything slowing down? And some of them are not. Why are you not uploading, uh, downloading this properly? You were set to auto download. Why? So uh, I'm quitting on those things, and I should add the requirement that one, it has to function properly on the on the lowest spec tablet, and secondly, again, because third world, and second is uh, it has to be free and open source. And so far, I found three. So right, that, uh, are, that are um, free and open sources in. Uh, when we say free and open source. This is a proper third world the next episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to have an on, off tangent section. We'll just jump straight to it. Yeah. Um, what's it? <laughs> um, when, when, when we say free and open source, uh, do we mean like free is in. Uh, man, because the word's not, in not, Filipino. Not in ex- yeah. Not not in the uh, strictest sense, free and open source, but I just read the description and it says, oh, this is or- open source. You can find the something something over here at our website. Oh, like the source not code. Not API. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not the API. Um, the source you can find it on our website. Yeah, the source code at our website and you feel free to whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, okay. And, and of course, uh, when I say free is because uh, some are premium, not premiums, like some of those other Services that I've tried, uh, apps that I've tried, the ones that are not free and open source. Like, there's a what do you call that? Not ad to get to make it ad free. You have to pay a couple of dollars or okay. so. Oh, well, yeah. So, so, so when we um, so when you say free, you mean uh, libre, libre as in libre <laughs> as in because, because you don't have to pay anything. Just download the app. It's it's confusing though because like in Filipino, right? The word libre means free, as in you don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, when when people in the open source community outside of the Philippines use the word libre, they mean it as um, a word processor. No, no, they mean it as a what's it? They mean it as malaya. Yeah. Because uh, freedom. Yeah, freedom is in. Yeah, as in like kalayaan. Yeah, as in. Um, as in free as in speech and stuff like that. But what I mean is, yeah, you're free to tinker with it. Like, it's in public. But um, what I mean free is you don't have to pay. Simple as that. Yeah. And okay. then the, the the code is on their websites or somewhere. I'm not sure if it's in GitHub. Um, I didn't read. Again, you know me. I don't read <laughs> those things that much. <laughs> but uh, if they promise as such and the link is there, I trust them. And so far, I've tried one. I don't want to say it yet. It's smooth. It's not smooth, but like, okay, I like this. Very minimalist in the sense that it does what you want it to do. <laughs> Doesn't have the extra perks or the like. What do you call that? A lot of fluff. So yeah, I- I'll talk about more of that uh, next week as I uh, do my notes and compile all of them properly. Yeah. Hmm. Because right now I'm just rambling, <laughs> but. <laughs> At least it's. I guess. I guess it's. You could call this one a progress report. <laughs> okay. The mid. I, I I keep on saying midweek, but then like it's not midweek. Midweek <laughs> is like Wednesday. <laughs> oh man. Um. Wow. Our energy is particularly high tonight. <laughs> I'm surprised because I'm so freaking tired. Like I had to edit a bunch of photos. 
I had to uh, finish scripts because I have a deadline for work. And, like, cloud computing has saved me again. And I love you, LibreOffice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have to find a way to... to uh, we have to own cloud soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you, you're yeah. following Brian Lunduk's uh, How to Get Rid of Google? Nope. In your life? I've uh, been following nope. it. Not Well, I haven't checked in the past few days. But... He's now he he's replaced. Of course, it's easy to replace DuckDuckGo, the browser. Um, he's now not using Gmail anymore. He's not using Android tablet anymore. Uh, he's using an Nokia N95. Oh man, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, and then he realized like you know what? All of the websites have web apps anyway. Like I could access them by mobile. The like his Twitters and all that. It's like. I can use just that, just the browser of the N95. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I've been following it in so far as I listen to their podcast, Bad Voltage. Oh and yeah, Bad Voltage. Like the 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 difficulty though is going to be how to get rid of Gmail. I thought he already because he he set up his mail server, but it's like he has to pay sixty dollars or forty dollars or six dollars. Not sure, but he has to pay, of course. Yeah, you're yeah. You're trading for something free. Yeah. But you know what's interesting for me? Interesting and at the same time disturbing was the comments he is getting in, at least in his uh, blog posts. What? Be- yeah, because people are telling them like, you're, this is already a free option and they already made something perfect and why are you blah, 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 blah. And the worst was, um, the worst comment I got was someone who said like, there's, um, they made something great for you. And this is a how you repay them. Like, pretty much that's the gist of one of the commenters. I'm like, dude, they are mining your information for advertisers. Yeah, that's how I repay <laughs> them. What if I want to stop paying? I think that's, like, the yeah. point, right? <laughs> like, that's what I want to say. Like, uh, Lunduk is not replying, of course. Uh, I mean, you know, comment section really isn't for that purposes. Uh, I'm one of the few sadists who actually go through comment sections. But um, <laughs> that's beside the point. That, that's beside the point. Point is, it's a scary notion or a scary thought that people still think that we actually owe corporations anything. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? For me, at least. Because uh, I always tell people or folks, for anything, you don't owe anyone anything, whether it's a corporation or not. The corporations owe you because you gave them money. That's where it should start. Or yeah. they gain something from you for the case of, say, majority of the uh, services and businesses on the internet, i.e. Facebook and Google's or Twitter's or Instagram's and your ways. They well, mine your information. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, that's what you quote-unquote owe them, right? Because yeah. if we if you look at you it don't in pay, terms of, you know... Yeah. Yeah. You don't pay, but you get that service in return. So are you willing? The, the question is, that's why you have the terms and conditions. Are you willing to surrender some of the these things so that you could use the service for free? So you have yeah. to find that balance. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I'm willing to go uh, with Lunduk's route, but I'm not sure about Gmail because I'm, oh my God, I'm so reliant on it. And, and um, Docs. But uh, for me, I guess, uh, like the drive, uh, Google Drive, we could do our own own cloud. It's just that we have to sustain it. It's the trouble. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I do have an own cloud server at home, but like it isn't... Yeah, it's, it's, it's home It's not use. reliable, you know? 
Yeah, it's not a home use. What if we need to like turn over the files and whatnot? Like some of essential things we do for Channel 14. Man, we, we, you know, um, when it comes to like our, uh, when it comes to files, like at least between the two of us, um, oh, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. I think a home setup could be, could yeah. easily pull it off. Actually, I was but thinking we, we use, um, including our YouTube. What? Go right. ahead. Uh, I, I was thinking we use a uh, sync thing, like that, that link I sent you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't explored it. But, That's something we should put in the pipe, I guess. Yeah, because like the way, the way channel 14 works, it's really cool, right? Because like, we, uh, we're the, we are the beta testers for everybody else. <laughs> it's like when we when we started this whole thing when the other guys started coming in like oh yeah you know we put our stuff up on google drive so now they put all of their stuff up on google drive but then <laughs> like okay um let's let's de-googleify the the network a little bit or let's de-googleify us a little bit uh you know sync thing let's see how that works out you know <laughs> yeah well again we have to beta test it as founders, yeah, but like, as, <laughs> but um, yeah, try. I mean, it's something I guess folks might be interested in as well, and that's what we do here. Try things <laughs> because, in case if you're interested, try it for yourselves. You know, have a go. Give it your darn best. <laughs> you're the best around. Um, because like the solutions we're thinking so far, like again, YouTube, something I'm not gonna be able to lose easy. Is that's like my number one source of entertainment right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck, even I search uh, YouTube for like podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm not sure that like YouTube is ever gonna you know be replaceable. Replaceable well, not, 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 in not, the near future. Yeah, so I guess never is the wrong word. Um, but like, yeah, not in the near future. Crap! I haven't pushed um Kirby episode. Miko uh, Satoru Iwata Tribute. Yeah. Ah, man. Our, our small token for Satoru Iwata. He, he had a lot to do with one of my favorite video games of all time. Which Earthbound. Is? Or Mother 2, if you want to be pedantic about it. But yeah. Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing in the cred. <laughs> ah, that game is so I don't want to call it Mother 2. Because, like, Mother 2. I don't like calling it Mother 2. Because if you call it Mother 2, it's like a broken sentence. Like... Oh, yeah. yeah, I like playing Mother 2. Wait, what? You're playing with your Mother 2? No, no, no. Mother 2. You have two mothers? No, no, no. I mean, I know love wins, but it's okay. It's okay to admit that you have two mothers. Um, that's why I like calling it Earthbound. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really love that game. It had a lot to do with that game. And I was listening wait, to the soundtrack this morning. Was it? It's not Shigeru Miyamoto. The other guy. It's like Takagi? Takan, Takano? Isn't he the one? It's like there's I know there's like three significant people in the gaming industry for uh Ninten- that Nintendo gave to the world of gaming. It's Shigeru Miyamoto, uh eh, Satoru Iwata, Taka something, Takagi Takano, I forgot. And then the fourth and upcoming new one is um uh Masaf- Masafune Hirai or something. The one who created Smash. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that game. <laughs> Masafune Sakurai or something. Yeah. But like, those are like the biggest contributions of Nintendo to gaming. Th- those, those people. Uh, and like the interim CEO right now is make, uh, both Shigeru Miyamoto and that Takan, Takano Takagi dude. Uh, they're like, you know, combining everything and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but going back to, to Earthbound is a great game. <laughs> 
weird. I guess we were kids during the time. Well, during the time, I'm like, I don't get it. But <laughs> eventually, you know, it grow. It it you realize it. Like you know, like oh, this is such a cool game. Yeah, and well, like I, like I said, I was listening to the 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 soundtrack earlier this morning, and it really brought me back. Um, what's the name of the guy Suzuki, um, mm-hmm. Ke- Keiichi Suzuki or something, was the the guy that composed the music. So like. If ever anybody listens to Earthbound or video amazing. game soundtracks for that matter, <laughs> amazing. It's weird, man. It's it, it's weird that it's like, what? um, what was it? Uh, um, the 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 guy that directed um Spirited Away, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. right? Like whenever I think of Spirited Away, I don't think of Hayao Miyazaki like instantly. Like the first name that pops into my head is Joe Hisaishi. Who's the guy that did the music for a lot of Studio Ghibli's <laughs> <laughs> like work? <laughs> I find that weird, um, and and like it only happens with like Japanese stuff. Like like when I think Lord of the Rings, I still think Peter Jackson and J.R. Tolkien when it comes to Peter Jackson when it comes to the movie, Tolkien when it comes to the book. And, like, the third name there is Howard Shore because he did the music for it. But when it comes to, like, Japanese stuff, for whatever reason, the the musician comes up first off the top of my head. So it's like, eh, I can only take in so many Japanese names. (laughs) (laughs) Not not our language. We're sorry. (laughs) Like, I probably butchered the the pronunciation of those names, but... eh. We're sorry. Uh, we don't mean it in a <laughs> in a condescending manner. Uh, yeah, and it's okay, man. Like when people tell, "Oh, landscapes," everyone thinks Ansel Adams, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, no. Stephen Shore, like those guys, topographics. Oh, the ones who actually made sense with their landscape work." <laughs> oh man, topographic like maps. <laughs> No, not topographies. The, 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 the new topographics movement, Man Alpert Landscapes. Yeah, yeah. The stuff you'd like to do. <laughs> yeah, um, urban landscape, like, yeah. uh, you know, you don't, you don't show people, you show signs of life, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, show evidence of humanity. Or how, how man alters his environment based to his living conditions. Yeah. Or, or how man takes over a certain space. That's why they love those topographics shooters love the West. Because the West, um, not West in like European sense, but the American West. Because as up to now, the West is where developments still happen. But at the same time, you have towns deteriorating. Yeah. Oh, towns yeah. dying. Because towns who have like a population of 10. And the, the kids of those 10 people probably just move to the city. So when they, when the old folks die, the city goes empty and the town goes empty, like stuff like that. And that happens. And that's like a favorite among, uh, modern or contemporary new topographics type, uh, photographers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly so went to contemporary photography 101. Jeez. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is going to be confusing okay. to them. Hello, new listeners. <laughs> Welcome to Third World <laughs> Linux. <laughs> well, the off-tangent... Uh, and this is like a special well, episode. A special yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Well, 
I've been, um, I was commissioned to do, like, the theme music for a cheer dance competition. Sponsored by, uh, the company, uh, reputable company, uh, newspaper company, or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. God, dude, what does a cheer dance, <laughs> like, what does cheer dance sound like? Um... Like apart from if you watch ESPN, uh, watch a bunch of ESPN. That's all like drum corps stuff, right? Yeah, that's a lot of snare, uh, I guess. But then, like, but then that, that that isn't like a theme song, though, right? Because that's more but of what the they use is, for their routine. Never ask a photographer for anything that has to do with audio. <laughs> well, yeah, fine, but <laughs> like. <laughs> My my musical taste. I, I'm tone deaf for Christ's sake. <laughs> so bad though, dude. Because like, because like earlier before you before you got home, it was like working on I was working on the piece, right? Mm-hmm. And the best I could come up with was something that sounds like a lame cover of Van Halen's "Jump." Uh. <laughs> like it's like like it feels too '80s to function. But then at the same time, I can sort of imagine people with pom poms running into the middle of the like court thing. And jumping around. Uh, well, you don't watch sports. Uh, try to watch some UAAP cheer dance stuff. Okay. Like uh, collegiate collegiate stuff. Uh, most of them are online, the routines. And you're going to see a lot of drums. It's pretty much a bunch of drums. Because uh, we don't do uh, drum and lyre here. Yeah, we yeah. So it's like, a lot of drum core and straight up, yeah. like, horns. Like, we don't have brass. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, we, we rarely have horn sections here. Horn instruments. And or cheer dance, if I'm really? not mistaken. Well, that's really or interesting. I might get though. Flogged. Like a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the fiestas that in we the United have States. Here, like, oh yeah. I mean, it's our, our fiestas. Yeah. A lot of our fiestas. Well, at least at least here in Cebu, I'm not sure how it is up north, but like no, here no, no, in there, Cebu, yeah, it's there like, is. And uh, drum and lyre plus uh, the brass band. Yeah, but then you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. And uh, if anybody out there knows what cheer dance sounds like and can describe it to me. Email. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like um, but then, but then at least it's something to go by. Like I remember when um when we were doing that when we were doing a play in college and the the director told me to give him a silent waterfall. <laughs> like what? Did you give him like? <laughs> did you give him like a uh, sound of you pissing? <laughs> Like, give me a silent, a silent waterfall. waterfall. Well, to be fair, it was like an inside joke. But then he's like, give me a silent waterfall, which pretty much means um, you do whatever you think is best. But just the thought of like a director asking you to give a silent waterfall as a piece <laughs> of direction when it comes to the score for a play. like Yeah, it's like asking a soldier to throw a non-explosive hand grenade <laughs> it's, it's like what is the sound of one hand clapping and um can you sing with all the voices of the mountain and paint with all the colors of the wind are you challenging me <laughs> mr <Atienza? laughs> if i will paint the colors of the wind oh not the colors of the wind. okay i thought paint using wind okay because i'm gonna do some abstract contemporary <laughs> art if i paint with the wind yeah, like, man. Um, painting by the mountains of Sagada, something like that. Painting by the Cordillera, or painting by Mount Daraitan, something like that. Uh, or painting by Mount Apo. Like suspend um, um a calligraphy brush 
with uh, rainbow colors around uh, on a string and just let it sit after a day. Let's see how like the wind will use the brush strokes of nature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, and uh, like another um, another realization that I had that was uh, that that is, I guess, like more related to visual art and what we're talking about, like. But, um, when we were talking about like the very nature of photography, yeah, um, and like when you uh, like photography is um, like like what is the medium that you use in production of photography? Because like fine art's always about form and uh, medium, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, and um, it was uh, like the the very word photograph is uh form and um medium put together just the very word itself because photo mm-hmm. refers to light and graph refers to like a visual sort of drawing so you're mm-hmm. like literally drawing with light which is yeah, like exactly what a photograph is as a fine art yeah just a random brain fart okay i thought you were gonna ask a question because i was like I have to ready my brain. I'm gonna be stumped. I might be stumped. That <laughs> no, was like a random, like, you know. I was already preparing my go-to answer, which is, you know, that's interesting. I may have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, which is actually nice. Speaking of photography, I'm gonna talk about something not related to it. Um, iMac is arriving in a week, so, a week or so. And, uh, I'm already planning what to do with the old MacBook. How how old is your MacBook? Uh, two thousand six MacBook Pro. What what's the um what's the is it one of the Intel MacBooks? No. Okay, <laughs> it's old. Um, one of those power I'm PC thinking, MacBooks. No, no, is... no, not it's not G four. Uh, no, not not those ones. Um, I'm guessing of putting OpenSUSE on it. Do they have like a? Do they have a port for it though, or, or something that like? What do you mean port? No, um, uh. Will it run on the old MacBook? Is what I'm asking. Oh yeah, that's something I want to ask. Actually, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> it depends on the um. What's it? It depends on your processor, right? I would think like that's the first hurdle. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to check out if if it can run if it can run OpenSUSE. If not, I don't know. well, I'm, I'm I may have to try. It. Uh, I guess I'll just have to try it first using uh. We call that USB. Uh, yeah, like a live like USB live thing, using, right? Yeah, yeah, live USB first, just to see. Yeah, or um, I have to try it? that right now. Mm-hmm. What, what's it is always good. Uh, what's it has like a uh, well, Ubuntu always has like good support for a lot of hardware. So, mm-hmm. you know, or something and Ubuntu based would be nice, right? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends, though. Um, I was gonna suggest that you put the Mate or Mate version of Ubuntu on it. Why mate? Because it's light. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of, uh, like, if, if you LXD remember, or XFCE. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a fork of GNOME 2. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you remember, uh, Ubuntu, your, your old Ubuntu, like, when, when did you, you first got, you first installed Ubuntu on a laptop in 2009, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Plurk. Yeah, Plurk. Um, what's it? <laughs> So the the, the desk the, the default desktop environment then was GNOME version two or GNOME two, right? Oh, and um, 
And then Gnome went into Gnome 3, which is, which is so cool. I really love Gnome 3. Um, that's, that's a flame magnet, but like, I really like Gnome 3. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody forked Gnome 2 and turned it into Mate or Mate or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So like, that's why I would suggest it because it's, you know, familiar. It has that sort of traditional desktop, uh, metaphor where you have a, menu it pops open and you have like your stuff cat categorized nicely yeah a very comfortable uh not comfortable familiar it's already something familiar it's like a a comfy like piece of underwear or whatever yeah good socks right now oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god, god dude the office yesterday was mm. somebody left like an old pair of sneakers lying around Mm-hmm. With like really sweaty socks, and it stunk up the entire office. Was like, oh. <laughs> because nobody goes into work on Saturday, right? Except oh, so it was left there for like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So like, my oh. guess is, my guess is they played basketball on the Friday night, <laughs> left it there on the Saturday, and it's probably still there. <laughs> Not looking <laughs> Have forward. A yeah, have a happy man day. Ah. Your Monday is gonna be amazing. <laughs> no, because at least you, the perpetrator will be there, and you could accuse. Like it's your chance to be Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright, man. Since we're we're talking about Nintendo, go ahead, man. Objection, Phoenix Wright. Yeah, <laughs> amazing game, amazing, amazing game. I really should be into. I really should like play that game. <laughs> yeah, just for kicks. See how it um, compares to <laughs> nah, man. real life litigations. Oh god, that was a rough exam. <laughs> uh, what class? Property. It was. Uh, oh. There's this really weird, like um, you. You have a body of water, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to own it, or r- rather, you're not allowed to have like. A title covering a body of water because mm-hmm. water is owned by the state, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't have title over body of water. When you reclaim land, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't lose that classification as it. It still belongs to the state, <laughs> but then if they transfer oh, it. To, if they transfer control to what's called an end user agency, then it becomes what's called patrimonial, which means it's considered private lands of the government, which can be alienated to corporations. It's God. <laughs> no, it means they can give you a deed for that plot of land that was that used to be a body of water. Yeah, but then you have to go through like a you have to go through this entire process, right? Um, because the way it, the way it works is you have public lands, right? And some of these public lands are classified by uh, the DENR as what's called alienable and disposable lands of the public domain. So mm-hmm. you, so so you can uh, acquire title over these lands, right? But the only way that you can acquire title. Or the only way you can get ownership over 
unalienable and disposable land of the public domain is if you have been in open, um, if you have been in open, continuous, notorious, and public possession of the land since June 12, 1945. So that's for that's alienable weird, and, yeah. Um, that's, that's a weird that's, date. Yeah. No, nobody knows why it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, June 12 is, you know, freedom and all that of this country but yeah yeah but then what, but then June 12, 1945 we were still under the japanese right exactly but so so like i, I actually did my <laughs> research like why is it june 12 1945 and in one of the supreme court decisions like the the justice there said that um the reason for the date june 12 1945 has been lost to history the only reason we actually observe it is because it's what's in the law <laughs> and as it stands you guys are there to just interpret what's in the law. Yeah, you don't make uh, apply. it up. <laughs> they, 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 they apply. Yeah, apply, so. apply. Uh, apply. So. You, you, you don't, you don't, uh, you can't make it. Because, you know, what's the point of democracy? But then that's... <laughs> right, what's the point of the checks yeah. and balance? Oh, speaking of history, um, I, I went to the Ayala Museum's latest uh, exhibition or showing of allegedly, I still call it allegedly, the first Filipino photographer. Huh. It's the second time in the past five years that I he- for- first heard the first Filipino photographer. <laughs> hmm. But this guy was photographing in the 1890s. Okay. So he is earlier than Tiedulo Proto Martir, who started around 1920s. Yeah. Uh, thing is, though, about this guy is, of course, his photographs of the era are not the ones that happened in the 1920s. Like, the, the culture and in, in photography's history... During the 1890s, there was no photo reportage yet. There was no photo essays. It's like a concept that is foreign. Yeah. A, a right, lot of it right? was, um, a lot of it was portraiture, right? Like a lot of the a lot early of it was portraiture and a lot of it less portraiture landscape. Here's the kicker about this guy though. He's Filipino, born in Antique. Uh, mm-hmm. so Visaya Pride. Uh, <laughs> he's born in Antique, uh, but studied in Spain and whatnot. So when he, very well educated. Uh, as intellectual as, as, as wise as intellectual as our propagandists. As in, his close friends, uh, the reason why he, his work was unearthed because there was a letter found that he was close friends with Juan Luna. Okay. Yes, Juan Luna, famous kick-ass painter, also a photographer, but uses photography to practice his, uh, plates for his painting. Uh, but thing is, they, they were, they were bros. Uh, and, they were like, okay, we have to find out about this person's work. And his work is all over the place. It's in University of Valladolid, in Barcelona, and only a few of his work is here. And his work's here. Uh, he is attributed as a Spaniard. Oh. But he is not. And here's for me, is the most important part of this entire find. Not that he's the first photographer, but his shooting style is already reportage type some even street photography type and it's the 1890s he was documenting Iloilo as if it was a life magazine article or a not geo feature he was shooting it in that manner dude must have been rich you know he has his own studio in Iloilo and in Antique and in Barcelona yep dude was rich yeah that's why dude they was baller <laughs> that's why they classified him as a Spaniard yeah dude was baller and the thing is he was not a propagandist he didn't join the propaganda movement. Yeah. That was interesting. For but, but the interesting thing for me was he was shooting in that manner already way before the time that it 
is that way. Way before the 35 millimeter Leica was invented. Yeah, yeah. The, the reportage style. And I was like, where is this type of work? We have to find more of this. Cause, uh, but sadly, the museum and the discover, discoverer, discoverer? Yeah, discoverer, uh, is more interested in proving that he is the first Filipino photographer, which I told him that it's a futile point because, again, photography is a democratic medium. We would never know who was the first person who brought the camera in the country. And even if we do, like, does it, does it matter if he does it mean it matters its state of history, but just to you know make sense of things. But at the end of the day, and I was actually asking me this question, that's why I was pondering upon it. Why? Why does it matter if he's the first or the last? I told her that actually it doesn't. But what matters is what they contributed to photography in this country. Yes. Right. Like if this yeah, guy is already uh... documenting Iloilo and Antique, but he was not able to influence, or his work was not didn't last. Because most of his work is lost in the history. So he's only have like 200 shots in Valladolid, University of Valladolid. Uh, they kept, they kept it there. But like, as opposed to Teodulo Proto Martir, whose work has been kept and, um, archived properly and all that. Because there's aesthetic, there's beauty in, in, in Teodulo Proto Martir's work. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, Felix Loriano, there is also, and I, I'd say that they're, they're there. They're both great. It's just that, you know, the interest shouldn't be on history. The interest should be the works of this guy. Because when we find the work, and that's where you can get funding, because I'd like to think uh, photographic research institutions have more budget than historical institutions. Yeah. I'd like to think. I'm not sure. So, you know, you'll get more funding there. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was telling him. Like, can go to the International Center of Photography and tell them, like, this is the first Filipino photographer. We have to find his works. Yeah, well, it's it's um it's simple as that. Yeah, uh, go, going back to the question about like who cares if it's um if if he was like the first Filipino photographer or whatever, like it's endemic. Um, is is that the right word? It's uh it's symptomatic of a view of history that I really do not like, which is the great man theory of history or or the great woman theory of history. If we're gonna be politically the correct great about person, it. yeah, the great, the great person. person, like that that sort of outlook on history. Like it's very, uh, it's it's very, it's very American, and and as such, we adopted the same like view of history here, where history is a series of um, acts done by these larger than life people. So yeah, you know, going Those back to <laughs> go, yeah, like going going back to uh, you know your George Washington's your uh, guy with the top hat. Um, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. Uh, here in the Philippines. <laughs> just so sad. What, man? He's just, he's just known as the dude with the top hat after. Because I didn't take any American history, dude. Oh, yeah. And I was really into U.S. history. But, like, like, if you look at, um, if you look at, say, the Philippines, right? We, we almost deify, you know, them, Rizal, right? Juan no, Luna. I mean, you know. I just came from Andres uh, Bonifacio, exhibit two like, weeks ago. I just came from an exhibit two weeks ago that documented the Rizalistas, who, for our fellow listeners who uh, do not know, Rizalistas are those who actually believe that Jose Rizal, the Philippine national hero, is a god. Yeah. So think about it. So so uh, so it would be like um, if all of a sudden you found a cult of George Washington, or 
uh, I was about to say Mao Zedong, but then they probably <laughs> deified him anyway. <laughs> but yeah, uh, dude, it's 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 that it's I, I it's it's symptomatic of this view of history, which I'm not a really big fan of. You know? Yeah, me too. I guess that's why I told that to the discoverer that I don't think you're approaching this the right way. If you want to get funding, that's what I was telling him. Because I well, don't want to you know offend what, man? the guy. If you want to get funding, like if you want to get funding by all fucking means, man, go to like, you know, whoever and be like, this was the first Filipino photographer. But nobody's so, like, had a, so yeah, I guess. Because the but packaging, was, the story is not as interesting. He used to be a Spaniard or he's a rich Filipino. It's, it doesn't, doesn't attract the imagination of uh, the Filipino masses. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that, that's something very Asian, right? Something very, um, yeah, it's something very Asian. I've I've come to I've come to realize. Uh, we 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 don't have this. Um, I, I guess it's because of our post-colonial sort of mentality that mm-hmm. anybody um, anybody with wealth is instantly uh, is instantly the enemy because mm-hmm. of. Um, because what was once political domination has been replaced with economic domination. Mm-hmm. And um, because of our recent colonial history, um, those wounds are still a lot fresher. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know. And um, leftist governments throughout Southeast Asia have perpetuated that myth. Or not perpetuated that myth, but have told that narrative of um have have told that narrative of uh the 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 native rising up against the um, oppressive western yeah which is partly true yes um but then at the same time um we don't want to build our nation on uh on 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 lies about great people in the past tying it all together yeah but uh that's where the trouble lies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And if you want more trouble, should we segue to end the episode? Sure. If you want, more, you trouble, want more trouble, head over to channel14.com. <laughs> channel F-O-U-R-T-E-N dot com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash ch14 and twitter.com slash thirdworldlinux. Because uh, we might spin this off to uh, Bodega Nights, which is another show in channel14.com where talk about random stuff and, uh, we're also on the youtubes well, if you're into uh, if you're into minecraft um ironic gamer has minecraft monday on like he does a minecraft video it comes out on mondays we come out on mondays so like <laughs> if you're into the whole minecraft monday thing like check him out and mm. um is if, it kid friendly his minecraft channel no i have no uh, idea <laughs> okay so apparently that's a thing kid friendly minecraft channels yeah, because the um, because because the like Minecraft demographic is skewed younger, dude. Like my little yeah. five-year-old nephew keeps on playing Minecraft. He's like, "You saw the Ender Dragon?" I'm like, "Yeah, I saw the Ender Dragon." Yeah, um, we destroyed the Ender Dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and if hmm. um, ironic gamer keeps up with his end of the bargain, hello Minecraft Monday people, welcome to Third World Linux. <laughs> Uh, what else? Oh, if you're into if you're into the traditional uh, way of doing things in the internet, which means Yahoo Messenger. No, I'm kidding. Uh, email. <laughs> uh, 
uh, email us at uh, contact contact yeah contact or info okay I, I guess contact I guess we have at, both but yeah contact at channel 14.com uh, okay contact at channel14.com and uh, what else what else are we miss uh, like subscribe spread the word uh, we appreciate it if you do and uh, thanks to you dear listener yep. wow we're gonna end the, this formally we're not gonna have an off tangent section yep or so they think <laughs> cheers cheers You want to put this as a like a different show altogether? I don't know. Because I, I, would, I wouldn't nights? mind. I wouldn't mind either way. But you know, let's what just say that this is nights? the backdoor pilot. Oh okay. Uh, are you sure? Because apparently. Oh, oh the, the one that will that the one that will introduce it to a main show, just like when CSI Miami had that episode. And this uh, is the CSI uh, yeah, Third yeah. World Internet not being too slow. Uh, my connection seems okay. Looks like mine isn't. Want me to reconnect? Oh. No. You're not hearing me. So, want me to reconnect? (laughs) Two minutes in. (laughs) And the internet connection fucks up already. Good job. Good job. Uh... Switching, switching my internet. Uh, I switch my internet, not my mobile device, but actual internet connection. Uh, welcome to the third world. Mm-hmm. Is it working? Hello. 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 Oh boy. <laughs> Let's hope he didn't stop recording. Hey, are we back? Are we back? No. Third world internet. I didn't stop recording. I haven't stopped recording either. But you want to like start again? No, I was top. I don't know. I was. I don't want to delete this, but let's just resync. I mean, it's uh, we're 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 still in sync, but you know, yeah. Just the Ah, beginning of the show. Staring up my heart. Anyway, uh, I was I was doing some stuff while offline. Well, we're not connected properly. So let's just... Yeah. Up to you if you want to use that segments or parts. <laughs> uh, I'll put that like I at was the doing very a, Some sort of performance. <laughs> uh, 
it should be fun. It should be interesting, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. extra tangent in three, two, one. <laughs>